Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illich, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free jazelmodcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're a super like David King Montoya podcast. It's the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Sunday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, welcome to our anniversary show. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. Okay, this is what we're going to do, kids. Uh, we had an email a few weeks back saying they had a compiled a list of our, our best work. Right. Somebody wanted uh, somebody's mother. Yes. And wasn't it in Queens or somewhere back? Somewhere, yeah. I don't remember exactly there. where. And she was going to start listening to the show and asked her mom, who likes the show, what shows Episodes are good. Listen. And her mom gave her a listen-to list. So that's what we're going to do is we're going to go through, we're going to listen to the best parts of those particular episodes, and this is going to be our very first, the best of what we think. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to Sadie. Sadie has been here for the last 52 episodes, not counting the other 20 episodes of Win in Burbank, but this is just, it's been a blast. And the ones that Lacey and I did. Yes. Yes, yes. It has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, over the last year, year and a half, 
that we've been doing this, you know, you've you've kind of moved from being a good friend to part of the family. Yeah, I'm grandma. So it, it's around here. It's absolutely been a, a really good, positive experience. And I'm, I'm glad that just, you know, kind of on the whim, because you were the first person I talked about even doing podcasts before oh, yeah. we even started the network. Oh, you know, yeah. I shot you yeah. the idea. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad that we both agreed that it, glad it would be a good thing. I'm glad, too. Well, it, it seemed like a natural because we've said this many times before. You and I get on the telephone and talk for two or three hours at a time anyhow. We figured we may as well do it as a podcast. Yes. Although <laughs> on the phone we wouldn't necessarily talk about the same things that no. we do on podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it seemed like a good idea. And it has been. It, to me, for me, it has been a, a I think I love it. I, I enjoy doing it. So do I. I look forward to it each yeah. and every week. Yeah. It's almost like withdrawals when you miss out. Kind of it is, yeah. Because we've had breaks where you've been on vacation, I've been on vacation, and, you know, things have happened. We couldn't make it for a week or two at a time. And you're right. just like, we're going to podcast this week now, you know. But we were able to, for the last 52 weeks, we have not missed one show. So we've been good. So that's probably why Stitcher likes us. Yes. Yes. Okay, kids, so go ahead and sit back and relax and enjoy the best of what we think. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And we're here, episode number one, and we have a special guest co-host. Yes, we do. My good friend all the way from the state of Arkansas. Hot damn. <laughs> Mr. L. Allen Russo, Jr. What's up? We would clap, but it would sound funny. <laughs> <laughs> that actually came out really nice. That did come Be- out good. Before we get into the, the segment. Let's not break our arms patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> we still got, uh, what, 59 minutes to go. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can happen in 59 minutes? Why so, not? for episode number one, we're expecting everybody to, that was listening to our 20-week run in Winnem Burbank. So, welcome back. It's June. Well, by the time they hear this, it's going to be it's June. It's going to be June. Jesus. Six more months till Christmas. That's disgusting. That is. Oh, sorry I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... With this new episode, or not new episode, but this new series, it's we're going to try to be more on track, I guess, is the best way we can... Organized. Describe. Yes, yes. Yes. Though Less wandering, more specifics. Which is going to be difficult, I think. It's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it's going to be a real challenge for me, the philosopher of the group. Yes. So what we're going to do right now, because... and. Sadie and I were just talking about this before I hit record, is we're going to introduce, every week we're going to introduce a new segment to the show until we hit all segments that we want to introduce. But instead of just throwing it all out on the table, we're just going to work into it slowly. And so... Which is not necessarily because we know what we're doing. (laughs) Speaking of (laughs) knowing what we're doing, uh, what did you think of our new intro song? Wait a minute now. When did I hear it? Last week when I emailed it to you. Did I hear it last week? So you know when you're old, shit goes in one ear and I right out the other. 
Remind me. What was it? Um, I took bass, strings, and I timed them to make kind of a doo -doo 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 sound in the background. And then it's us talking. And it starts out with, it's not what we know because we don't know shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention to the music mm -hmm. part. I was listening to the words. So, I don't know. What did, what was the question again? What did I think about it? Yeah. What do you think? What do I think? What? I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I don't remember paying attention to the music. I probably was focusing more on what you were saying. Because I tried to take you know. clips from different shows of Win and Burbank and put it together and just kind of make it funny, make it silly. And I remembered that I liked it. That's I, a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, you, you, you got to remember. I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, okay? So stuff like that, if, if I'm not, if I don't have to focus on it and, and lock it in, right. it's off in the ionosphere somewhere. It's just me. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay because... I should have said, gee, I loved it. It was fucking great. <laughs> but... <clears throat> so... We're, we're probably remember. we're probably going to be guaranteed probably more profanity. In, oh yeah, for sure. Grandma's potty mouth is going to be getting a lot of exercise. So not that I've been restraining myself at all. I haven't truly. I don't have an ounce of restraint in me anymore. Well, I think it's just because our conversations are going to be taking a new direction. Yeah, we're we're going to do our best not try to be serious. Right. Um, and, and what we're going to talk about is going to be, it's going to be fun, funny. And, I hope. <laughs> and, we'll uh, see. If, if, well, see, we're, that's why he's here. Is that, <laughs> if he laughs, we're good, right? Yes, exactly. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, all right. So we be, need that. before we even get started, a one studio thing. audience almost. Ooh. Ooh. Can we pay people to come? <laughs> Anyway, go on. Um, before we get started, I just want to throw out next episode, episode number two, we're going to start the mailbag. And mailbag is pretty much we're going to pick three emails, maybe four emails. People that are going to send us, we're going to answer them. Oh, good. I like that. We started it at the end of Win and Burbank. Remember? Yes. We talked about it. Yes. Well, that episode is airing right now as we're recording. Mm -hmm. So that's why there, people are just now hearing this. Mm -hmm. And keep it going. And this is going to be a, a reminder every episode. Go and write us what, what whatever you want to ask us. Just write us. And it is what we think at jayzomon.com J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com And if you tickle our fancy, we're going to read it. Ooh, if you tickle my fancy, God knows what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> my so, fancy doesn't get tickled very much anymore. <laughs> uh, sorry, it just doesn't. Anyway, uh, it's, here's the here's the thing. What are we gonna do? Make them up? I mean, if somebody doesn't send us an email, we're gonna be in desperate straits here, people. You really have to send us some emails. Yes. You don't have to ask questions. Comments are acceptable. Absolutely. We don't. Yes, you can be anonymous. I thought she said ominous for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, you can be anonymous. And it doesn't have to be questions. can be comments, good or bad, indifferent. We don't care. But just in case it doesn't happen, we don't get the emails. I guess it, it kind of helps the fact that we have two 
well, if you count Russo, three writers. So, we can make them up. So. No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, never. never. Okay, we're back. Here we are. Um, oh, obviously, you guys aren't going to hear this, and uh, but the kid was crying, so we, we stopped for a second, and now we're back. Um, we, we did a playback, and it was sounding kind of shitty. It sounded weird. I, I got a little too excited. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I'm, I'm okay. You have to understand how it is here in California, folks. We're, easy, we're easily excited here. It's just the way we are. Well, it, it's like with... We don't get out much. No, especially me. Um, well, it's with Russo, because Russo's been here for a few Russo's days. Russo's exciting you. And... Uh, that just sounded wrong. That is that does sound wrong on many levels. Yeah. But uh, but Russo, this is his third podcast, you know, since he's been here. And he's very good at it, by the way. I've noticed his <laughs> comments are just spot fucking. Yes, on. Yeah. he is. He's, yeah. Um, when you listen to <laughs> Who's the Boss, he, he actually he did a really good job. But it, it's like, and I was talking to you last week, you know, saying, okay, we're going to record, even though. Legalities aren't finished yet, you know, as far as yeah, getting right. this new show into iTunes right. and Stitcher, right. which it, it will happen. Yeah. I know it will happen. It but will. It, it's it's like a crack addict, man. I just had to get my fix. I, I had know. to get in front of that oh, microphone. It's I like, I, I, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and I think I that's, know. Well, when last week when you said you want to go ahead and do it on Monday, remember because we were going right. to skip Monday because I forget why. And I had to work. Yeah, that was it. And then you said, you want to do one anyway? And I, I said, you're just horny for a podcast. <laughs> yes. That's how. You know, and you, you, don't, you, you do get that way. I get that way. It's like, I don't know. It just it feels right to do these. And it, it's funny because even though this is episode number one, we've been doing this for 21 weeks now. And it, it just, that transition. You know, because at first, and if you go back and listen... And let me just throw that out. If any of you have been listening since episode number one of... God bless your little cotton socks, if you yes. have. Uh, because I went back and I listened to it, and I was just the, the stuttering, and, and it's like, <laughs> w- w- welcome to Winnem Ball Bank. Uh, I, I, I'm David Montoya, and, and this is my co-host, Sadie Burbank. This week in the headlines, yeah. it's all about... Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye. I was close. Yeah. They sprouted a, a little girl. Yes, they do. Well, this week, they went public with the child's name. Oh, good. What'd they name her? The <laughs> child's name now, is... Now, be careful. You don't want to insult anybody. Be careful what you say. The child's name <laughs> yeah. is North... West. Northwest. Yes. Two words or one? West is the last name. Oh, yeah, Kanye West. Uh, and the first name is North. North. That's kind of interesting. No. No, I, no. Think, no, I think no. that's interesting. I think it's interesting. They named a child a direction. Hey, do you know anybody named Savannah? Sure. Mom got knocked up in Savannah. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. You know, and, and of course, uh, what's her mom's name? Chris Jenner. You yeah. Know, she's already 
pimping the child out. The child's not even, what, two weeks old. She's already getting pimped out. Next thing we know, we're, we're going to find out that the child's going to have their own line of, like, perfume. And it's going to be North by Northwest. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, I wonder if they've thought of that. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> Maybe why they named it Northwest. I think it is a girl, by the way. It is a girl. Yeah. Um, North. Come here, North. How do you nickname that? Northy? Nor? Nora? Maybe. North, no. Northy. I like Northy. Well. That's weird. People like me. North? Yes. People like me that just like. Now, don't get me wrong. I like unusual and unique names. My kids' name, Jaden and Zoe. They're very there you, unique. There you go. But there is no way in hell I'm going to name my fucking kid a direction. Where are you going, North? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. I mean, go fucking North. I'm not going to name my kid a direction. I'm sorry. It's kind of like naming it up. Yeah. <laughs> or down. Not to pick one over the other, necessarily. So, they're interesting enough. Go figure. There's more intelligent people in the world. More people like me that had the same reaction. Like, what the fuck are you on? And so there's a lot of, like, not hate mail, but they're getting a lot of Ration feedback. of shit, yes. They're getting feedback over their decision. Well, Rob Cardassian, and I, I believe Rob Cardassian is, is the gentleman who started his own sock empire. Um, hey, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, well, he's happy. In the news, in the headlines, you know, of course, uh, Northwest is born the name. Everybody's kind of up in arms about the name, how fucking I, stupid I do think it is. it's kind of funny, I have to say. It, it, it's it's going to cause problems for this child. Oh, yeah. Having the natural name that I have, which is not, as you all probably know, Sadie Burbank isn't my given name, okay? My given name was a real PIA when I was a kid. In fact, it still is because I have a two-word unhyphenated capitalized first name. <laughs> and nothing in this country works that way. No. Forms, papers... Even you go online and try to type in two words for a first name, and they freak out. You can't do that. And no hyphens either while you're at it. You know, okay. So anyway, just speaking from personal experience, I'm telling you, this kid's going to have a little bit of a problem. Yes. You know, people are not going to believe her. They're not going to think her name is really North. Her teachers are going to give her a hard time for being insolent in school. Just... Trying to offer some suggestions of why they might want to give her another first name and have her middle name be North. Well, here's my thing, too. But if they do, it'll be a bad one. It'll, yeah. It'll be like North by Northwest or something like that. But here's so. my thing is, well, again, her mom being Kim Kardashian, why didn't they say South? Because that's what Kim Kardashian's popular for is going South. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Okay, let me read this real fast. Okay. Rob Kardashian defends Kim Kardashian's baby name, Northwest. It sounds cool. I do think it sounds cool, but it's not... At the same time, it isn't a good idea. <clears throat> the, oh, oh, and this is, uh, this is from U.S. Weekly. And it's from June 26th. 
and it doesn't have a, a writer's name. I wouldn't want to put my name on the right, you know, if I have to write an article about Kardashian. <laughs> it says, Haters gonna hate. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have been mocked for naming their newborn baby girl Northwest. But Kim's brother Rob, for one, is a fan of the unusual moniker. And, of course, this, the decision to stick to their guns. Um, phoning Ryan Seacrest at KISS FM radio show on Wednesday, June 26th, the proud uncle defended his sister's controversial choice and said that he thinks the name is cool. His quote, I told Kim and Kanye this. I'm like, yo, people, are you always going to talk, whether it's good or bad? There's always going to be haters. But do... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to read this with a straight face. But do what you guys feel. He revealed to Seacrest, who produces a family's reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's a oxymoron. Yeah, really. Family show? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, you're coming up with some weird celebrity crazy name. You know how it is. But, Northwest, it sounds cool, he added, and North is the highest point, so it has a lots of meaning. <laughs> okay, well, here's, okay, here's, <laughs> For me, the bottom line. Okay. It's her kid. That's true. She can never kid any fucking thing she wants. In my opinion, it's her kid. If you don't like it, don't, you know, it's like watching TV and going, I hate that show. Well, change a fucking channel. You don't want to know what the kid's name is? Ignore the kid. It's cool. Like I said, if you got knocked up in Savannah, your name... Your kid's name got to be Savannah if it was a girl. Hopefully not if it was a boy. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, if you got knocked up in East Uterus, Ohio, would you still name the baby East Uterus? Probably not. Okay. okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me just okay. break this down. I saved this email for last it's because when I read it, and you can actually hear it in my voice now, um, it's really emo emotionally charged. Okay. It's very special. And I haven't read this yet, so here we go, folks. Brace ourselves. David K. Montoya and Sadie Burbank. I want to think, thank you. You two have helped me through the last... Oh, fuck. Have helped me through the last few weeks. You're right. <laughs> I lost my job last month and had to move in with my dad and stepmom. I've been feeling down, thinking about giving up on everything... But about three weeks ago, I was surfing around on my phone on Stitcher and found your podcast. I laughed and laughed. Whenever I feel down, I play back, I play a back episode and can't wait for Tuesdays and you guys' new episode. And while I'm aware we'll never meet, I still want to thank you for saving my life. God bless you too. Aaron from Queens, New York. Yeah, you're right. It made me cry. Aaron, God bless you. And I'm really, 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 really glad you had a, a phone that could do Stitcher. I'm sorry that you lost your job, 
And I'm sorry you had to move in with family. I know that's kind of a bummer. Even though you love your family, it's still a different thing having to depend on them. I'm really, really glad you didn't give up on everything. You know, it's, it's kind of like I used to tell my youngest kid when he was 16 years old and into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I used to tell him, if you just live to 21, you might make it. And Aaron, if you just live another few days, you might make it. Don't give up. Because it may look black now. It may look black tomorrow. And it may look black for a long time. But every day that you take breath in and out is another chance for you to step a little closer to the light. And I don't mean that light. <laughs> I mean the good light where you're free again from all that blackness and, and free to go on. And I'm glad you stayed with us. Because that's what we want. We want you to stay with us. And if I can jump in. And this isn't Entertainment or Dave. This is just Dave. I walked that road not too long ago. I know exactly 100% how you feel. I worked at a job for eight years that I had respect from all my peers. I made good money. I lived a very nice, comfortable life. And within a stroke of a pin, I lost it all and found myself, my wife, and at the time it was just my son. My, my daughter hadn't been born yet. And we found ourselves in a bedroom in northern Nevada. Within two months of losing my job, I lost everything. But you know what? You find something your kids, your wife, your dog, whatever it is that you find that will push you forward to find your motivation because you will 100% come out of this. Because in order to go up, sometimes you have to go down. And when you go down, going back up, making that ascend, you appreciate it a lot more. That's true. And I, I too have been in that position, you know, when we were managing KOAs, uh, Ernie and I in Albuquerque in 1985, uh, I opened my big mouth at the wrong time and, and it cost us our job, our home, because our home that we lived in was provided by our job, it cost right. us our health insurance. Fortunately, we had a travel trailer. We had to live in the travel trailer for a few months until we could uh, find work. Um, and then when we did find work, that didn't last very long. And uh, we wound up moving to Hesperia, where my parents lived. And we actually lived in their uh, back room that became a bedroom. Uh, till we got on our feet too. So you know, you're talking to two people here, Aaron, who who've been down the road you're on, and we're here to tell you there is an end to that road, and it's a good end. It's not. It's Absolutely. not. It's not a brick wall. You know, they that joke about I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a train coming at me. That sometimes feel like feels like that's the way it is, but it isn't. Um. 
And all I can tell you is email us anytime you want. Oh, absolutely. And anytime you feel like just venting, put it in an email and send it to us. And if you say don't don't speak about this on the on the podcast, we won't. But we'll read it and we'll and we'll think about you and hold good thoughts for you and pray for you in our hearts. And before we go into the next segment, one more thing I just want to say is even though for me that you know what I was just talking about with me losing my job and losing my house and losing my car and losing my money and my banking accounts and losing the people who I thought were friends out of that came one of the greatest things in my life without that without that happening for me without me losing everything my baby girl my daughter wouldn't have been born that's right with Sadie <laughs> With Sadie, if she would have worked, continued to work at KOA, she would have never come to Hesperia. <laughs> she would have never met me, and we would have, we won't, you know, we wouldn't be here entertaining you week in and week out, you know, being silly and stupid and, and you know, just being who we are. Everything happens for a reason. That's right. It does. It does indeed. And you'll be able to laugh again like we do. You will. I promise. Just hang on. Just hang on. It sounds fucked up to say this, but there are really people in this world who are worse off than you are. They don't have a mom and st- or a dad and a stepmom to go and stay with. They, they're out on the fucking street. And if you find yourself out on the fucking street someday, there's still people worse off than you are. And you got to just keep telling yourself that. I'm not as bad off as I could be. Even if you really don't believe it, just tell yourself that anyhow. And eventually you'll start to believe it. And eventually it'll start to be true. And and I know I just have to have faith that you're that you're going to come out of this one way or another. Just don't give up. Yeah, because giving up is is giving in and and letting the devil have his way, and you don't want to do that. That's you know this is the, this is the only chance you got to make it right. Is this life? Use it to the very best that you can, and it'll all come out. Honest, it will. Desires meet my outside's limitations. Something has to give. I could go crazy or I could forgive myself. I've never been inclined toward being crazy. No. <laughs> A little loopy now and then, but not crazy. So I forgive me for not being able to, to do a lot of the stuff I used to be able to do. And I used to want it and I still would like to do. Right. You know, shit, I'd like to get up in the morning and, and spend seven hours cooking like I used to for Thanksgiving dinner and shit, but that ain't going to happen, and I know it's not going to happen, so I don't buy the turkey. <laughs> I don't buy the pumpkin. I don't buy the stuffing. Well, actually, I do, but I don't try to do it all in one day. Right. Now it takes me a week to cook Thanksgiving dinner instead of a day. You know, and that's self-forgiveness is liberating. You relieve yourself... Of the demands that you've put on yourself. You demand of yourself things that you don't have to. We all do. Whether we got that from mom and dad, or we got it from watching other people that we think are better than we are, or what, I don't know. But we put demands on ourselves that we don't have to. You don't owe anybody any money. What the fu- Who do you answer to? Just you and right. your wife. Right. And your children. That's it. 
and if you're if you're present to yourself, you understand understand the term being present Absolutely. to yourself. Yes. If you're present to yourself, and you're present to your wife and your children and your situation with them, what the fuck more should you have to be? Oh, that's heavy. I know. I'm known for that. <laughs> Heavy's where I came from. 60s, what can I tell you? Of course, it was a little easier then. We used to smoke dope while we talked like this, but... Well, I'll be right back. Give there me... you go. <laughs> what, was that? Next door. what was that lighter sound I heard? No, but I mean, really. Right. When, when you come down to it, who, who are you doing it for? Me. Now, why are you doing it? That's the next question. Self-gratification. Or self... Approval? Oh, you're going deep in the psyche, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so can you learn to approve of yourself even when you don't do something? Can you learn to approve of yourself because you stood out in the backyard and looked up at the fluffy clouds for an hour and a half and enjoyed it? Can you learn to approve of yourself because you got in the shower and spent 20 minutes in the, in the shower not washing, just standing there because it felt good? <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> Can you learn to approve of yourself? Let yourself go, let yourself be, let yourself be without an accomplishment to to bolster yourself to yourself. I'm sure I can. I know that would... I suggest you start trying to do that. That would be my offering to you. Learn not to do... Learn not to be productive and appreciate the fact that you can actually not do something for an hour and approve of yourself in spite of it. You just said something that it just clicked with me. And I, I never, and when you said, I'm like, holy fuck, I am. I, I never, I swear to God, I've never thought about this. I am literally productive seven days a week, aren't I? Yeah, I, I, I think that to some degree, I think you're driven to produce to feel correct. I can give you the story if you really want to hear it. It I does. Can... You don't have to. If you know the story, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. You know where that's coming from. It's like someone has shackled you. Someone had, did you ever see Les Mis? The new one with Hugh not Jackman? The new one. No, no. Jesus, you gotta see that movie. There's, uh, the opening scenes are, uh, of him, well, I think it's opening scenes, early on in the movie anyway, are scenes of him, uh, along with you know, umpteen a thousand other guys and they're like attached to this thing and they're pulling it and it's making a ship go somewhere. And 
they're they're manacled to this thing they and there's no way out they have to do this thing if they don't the guy overhead has got a gun trained on him and he's going to shoot their ass and they'll haul them away and put somebody else in their place right that's what you seem like to me sometimes you seem manacled to your life to your way of life you're 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 attached to it in a way you can't break free from it and you're 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 it's like you think someone's overhead is going to shoot you and drag your body off and replace you with somebody else or something i don't know what but you do and i know you do i can see it in your eyes it's i come from a very long list of failures people failures and I came to a point, and in fact, I, I kind of brought this up when I was talking with my mom over, you know, when we were talking about seeing red. Mm-hmm. When I got into high school, uh, well, I don't talk about this much, but I actually dropped out of high school for about six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I decided it was time for me to get my shit back together, I had, I had to earn like 135 credits. Right. I remember you tell you told us that just I think last week. And actually. You know, in the state of California, you have to have 220 to graduate. Right. I was told, that's impossible. <laughs> you are not going to earn two and a half years of credits in one year. Now, I could have gone that route. I could have been the welfare trash. I could have been the the speed head or the pot head or but that's a shame from my family lineage that burns deep and I don't know why it burns so deep but it burns and to the point where I get goosebumps thinking about it I know artists that are just so amazing in my family they could be working for Walt Disney but they'd rather smoke the dope I know writers who would put me to shame but they'd rather sit back and have kids and, and live on welfare and these are family members and you're this talking is about. my legitimate family blood members and something inside me to this day says no no you will not be like that you will not be like them you will succeed not only in everything that you do, but you will succeed in life. And that's my drive. That's my just go, go, go. Because I am not like them. I will not be like them. And I cannot be like them. I get what you're saying. Let me, let me back you up. Okay. Three sentences. You said you'll, you'll succeed at everything you do. You'll succeed at life. And I propose to you that the two are not synonymous. Meaning, I could succeed at life, but I don't have to succeed at every single thing I do. Exactly. It's okay to fail now and then, just like it's okay to be tired now and then. It's okay not to do everything exactly the way you thought you were going to do. Because somewhere along the line, it's going to cost you more than it's worth to do that thing, to get it done the way you thought it needed to be done. 
And then you got to look back and go, well, I got that done. Yeah, but at what cost? Right. What did it cost you to do that? Sometimes being a success in life means knowing when it's okay to fail. I've had my failures. We all have. And the fact that you come from a long line of fuck-ups doesn't mean you're going to be one if you don't do everything that you start, if you don't accomplish everything you set out to do, if you don't do everything perfectly. doesn't mean that at all. At all. Right. And furthermore, your accomplishing everything you accomplish isn't going to fix them right either they're still going to be the fuck ups they are because that's their row if you look at your life and theirs like a field okay you're hoeing away on your little row and down the line's dad and down the line's uncle and down the line's granddad and down the line's mother and down the line's auntie and whoever the fuck else in your family right <clears throat> And you're, you're hoeing away. And you're getting your hoe, your row hoed, okay? The weeds aren't there. You're getting it ready to plant. And everything's cool. And you look back over your shoulder and all the rest of them are sitting on their asses smoking dope and joking and having babies and waiting for the welfare check. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to speed up and hoe your row faster. You're hoeing your row. Just keep hoeing your row. That's all you have to do. And when you get to the end of the row, you'll have your row hoed. They'll still be back there because that's their choice. They chose not to hold their row. That's okay. You can't bring them along with you. You can't fix them. You can't inspire them by, because they're just going, oh, that son of a bitch always gets his <laughs> row hoed. You know, fuck him. That's exactly what they're going to be thinking. Right. Okay. So you, you don't even need to consider a redemptive relationship with them. It ain't going to happen. Trust me. I've hoed rows beside fuck-ups too. Okay? But you can hoe your row. And you can do it at your own speed. It doesn't matter. Nobody else, you know, they're all sitting on their asses anyhow. Nobody's sitting there going, well, you can go on his row very fast. You know, they're going, ah, the show-off. Got his fucking row hoed already. Okay, All right. All so right. let's do <clears throat> let's do Sadie's first. Um, I really... You read it to me last week, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, she already read, wrote all that, you know. So it, it seemed like it was fairly easy to write for you, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't take very long. Well, it's only four pages, and it's big letters. You know, I use big types so I can see what I'm right. writing. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Once it's printed out. But, yeah, it's only four pages. Very short. And it's... Do you want me to... The whole thing. Yeah, go ahead. Read the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. And we'll see how that works. We have we have uh, people going in and out of the room at the time, and we'll just work around that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> opens in a hallway with shoji doors lining both sides of the length of a hallway, equaling the total of ten doors. 
Outside each door stands a perfectly dressed and coiffed geisha, with eyes cast toward the floor. Mama-san, the madam, is off-screen behind our view. No one moves as she speaks. Ladies, today is a special day for our house. The most honorable samurai, Lord Ayotnam, and his men will be arriving soon. It will be the duty of each of you to offer the men their heart's desire. As usual, you will anticipate that desire even before they themselves can envision it. It is our Lord Ayotnam's preference that you will wait here until he and his men have been ushered into the inner room and the first of the sake has been served by the servant girls. You will then enter and kneel in a small group in front of our Lord. It is his desire that you allow him to gaze into each of your faces, and so for this reason you will not kneel with foreheads to the floor as you might otherwise for any other respected lord. You will face him squarely, and may even smile if you feel moved to do so. Lord Ayotnam will select for his own use as many of you as he pleases to favor. He will then direct the rest of you to join each of his men as he sees fit. Are there any questions? Not a sound is heard in the hallway. Then Mama-san speaks again. Nobuku, I would speak with you privately. The geisha, standing in front of the first shoji door, nods and daintily steps forward until she is standing in front of Mama-san, her head bowed. Hi, Mama-san. Nobuko, because you were the first to join me in this house, you are Ishiban Geisha. You are also the only one of my ladies who has ever laid eyes on Lord Ayotnam. You have, in fact, seen him at his best and at his worst. I am certain that you remember what a gentle consort he can be. I am also certain that you remember some of his men may not be so noble in their behavior. Therefore, if you should notice any of them beginning to show signs of belligerence, you will at once intervene and protect the reputation of our house by redirecting the offender's attentions to yourself. Am I clearly stating your duties, Nobuko? Hi, Mama-san, hi. Thank you, Nobuko. Oh, one more thing before you take your place. We see only Mama-san's perfectly painted lips near Nobuko's ear. Mama-san cackles as she whispers into Nobuko's ear. Just between you and me, if it were up to me, I would gladly condone castration of such an insolent son of a pig. I would, in fact, assist you in that effort. But alas, such is the lot of the geisha, as she must always leave her own needs behind the shoji door of her heart. Nobuko steps back to her doorway and again casts her gaze to the floor. Mama-san speaks to the rest of the ladies with one last bit of advice. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that the offense, real or perceived, will mean as much to our house... Will, <coughs> sorry, will mean... Uh, let me back up. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that any offense, real or perceived, will mean much more to our house... I'm going to do this one more time. Take three. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that any offense, real or perceived, will mean much more than our house losing its reputation. It will mean that each of us, from me down to the lowliest servant here, will be with our ancestors before we can even feel the slice of the offended samurai's blade. 
As always, I will be nearby should you need any of my expertise. Mama San's silks rustle as she leaves the women without another word. The hallway is silent as the geishas exchange furtive glances of fear. So except for the couple of boo-boos, though, that one, that's that one. That, that that's was... number one. I really, <laughs> I do like that. I like the fact how you've kind of entwined, no no pun intended about what we were just talking about, <laughs> but how you, you entwined what we were talking about, about, you know, true samurai cultures and, mm. and how, you know, you, you kind of brought that into that piece. And, and um, I, I like the shift in your voice when you, the <laughs> mama-san gets the ear. I, I do like that, may too. It may not have been all that good when I did it, but that's kind of what I wanted to do was was to to give the the personal i wanted to express the the personal relationship the the whispered personal relationship between her and Nobuko uh where she feels free to actually let down her hair so to speak right and and voice that admonition kind of or well it's not really an admonition but Express the way she feels about it, where she wouldn't say that to the rest of the women. She would only, she only says it to Nobuko because they're, they were the first girls in the house, so to speak. Right. And, and because of that, they have a, a relationship that is separate and above the relationship she has with the rest of the, the women in the house. So that was kind of the, and and where did Thinking. you just pull that out? Did you just came out of nowhere, or did you what? kind of sample it from something that you saw? What that you're seeing? The whole thing, you mean? Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. What do you, I'm not sure what you're asking. Did you create that off just off the top of your head, or did you? Yeah. Where else? Yeah, see, what, like where else that. would I get that? I don't. I'm I'm sorry. I guess I'm being uh, ultra dense. I don't. No, it's all right. I mean, I just sat down and started hacking it out. Well, <clears throat> for a moment before I started writing, mm-hmm. I did think about what kind of a scene did I want because you and I had talked about um, this briefly. The setup for for your scene that you wrote, right? Where he's out there. Uh, she's outside. He's outside, and so on. Um, and I knew that was kind of what you were thinking for yours, so I didn't want to do the same thing. I didn't want right. to have it be, okay, here's my version of that same scene versus your version of that same scene. Right. Um, and so I thought, well, what else, what other circumstances could there be where the two of them, or, well, actually he isn't even involved <laughs> in the conversation, but where she is there, um, and then that one just sort of. It's very well done. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for, for what we're about to read, this is my piece and I actually wrote it in script format. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just kind of give people the, instead of reading, you know, what the animators to draw. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to give them a brief scene. I'll tell them, you know, focus on the eyes or something like that, but I'm not going to go into super long detail okay, okay. about, you know, um, for example, um, this scene opens up, it's a fade in to a Yotnom in 
Hiroshima, they're walking up a dirt road. And as they're walking up a dirt road, you see them coming closer to this little village. It's nothing spectacular. Um, and as they get closer, they realize that there's merchants on each side. And they're selling. And it kind of strikes a Yolt Gnome, interestingly, because for how small the village is, there's lots of products, different variety of products being sold. So Not everybody's selling sweet potatoes. Right. Right, okay. So that kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of neat. Yeah. And, um, you know, and everybody seems to be enjoying the whole process of the the consumer um What's the word I'm looking? Merchant consumer process. Okay. And then you know he sees the little boys. They're running around. They're playing. Right. And that that kind of just makes him happy. Right. You know because where he's from, it's all about killing people. Right. But here now and at this moment, it's not. Right. You know what he does for a living is totally out of their mind. uh, He's on a day off. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Even though they're they're traveling to. The Fujita clan palace, but this is where they have to go through. Right. I just, before we start, yes. I just had a nasty thought. Yes. Well, you're going to be reading a, a Yotnam, his dialogue. Yes. Are you going to read Mama San's too? No, you are. Oh, well, then how, you, because we have one copy. No, we don't. Oh, do I have a copy? Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm all there now. Okay. So, as, they're walking there, and um, let's see. Now, now I'm actually looking at the script. What I just right, told you was right. just all out of memory. Right. Now I'm looking at the script. Uh, let's see. They're they're walking up a dirt road, and they sell the children. And it's a it's a close up on a Vyot gnome. He cracks a smile, and then off scene, you hear this voice. It. Go ahead. Pardon me, Master Samurai. And a Yot gnome turns his head to see who's calling him off scene. Then it's a cut to, and then you see a woman. Um, she's standing there in in front of this building with a sign next to her. She's wearing a komoda. Is that right? Komoda? Kimono. Kimono. Um, and the sign next to her, I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's, I believe it's Bushihan Yodo, Yado, which is actually Japanese for brothel. I think it's Baishun. Yado. Bashin? Bai. Bai. Shun. Yado. Yado. But that's the actual, that's the actual. Pronunciation. Pros- yeah. I think. My Japanese, my English, um, version of Japanese English, because this is really Japanese English. Right, right. As opposed to calligraphy. Um, I, it's no, the calligraphy fairly good. Blocked oh, fairly out. good. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm right, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, it means brothel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You and your friend appear tired and weary. May I interest you in some relaxation with one of my beautiful geishas? A Yotnam walks past the madam. She decides to travel alongside them. So what's happening is they're walking. And she's and not giving up. No, she, she's Hell going on. right along with them. No thanks. We're not here for pleasure. That might be, Master Samurai, but pleasure's always here for you. Not interested. And this shot 
even though you see the three of them walking down the road, the mm-hmm. shot is a Yolt gnome and Hiroshima actually go blurry, and it's more focused on the madam. I know you must be in need of a woman's company, Master Samurai, even if it's for a few minutes. No. Well, perhaps not for you, but what about your young friend? A Yolt gnome and Hiroshima stop. The madam backs away slightly in fear. I'm sorry, Master Samurai. I mean no offense. I, I'm only trying to... How much for the boy? Uh, where do we go? Oh, ten real. Do close-up of a yolk gnome. He slowly reaches for his katana. Uh, I, I mean seven. Seven real. A yolk gnome slowly pulls his <coughs> katana from the scabbard. Just enough blade to, is showing for the madam to see. Five, 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 five real for the young man. Deal. What? And that was Hiroshima, by the way. <laughs> Medium angle. Um, a Yotnom's hand hands golden coins to the madam. And unfortunately, because of my printer, I lost that half. It looks like who now appears to be pleased with a huge smile spread across her face. Here. And be gentle. It's his first time. Oh, thank you, Master Samurai. My sincere thanks. I know the perfect geisha for him. After you're finished, meet me at the sake bar across the way. Uh, that was a, I should say Hiroshima. Just because my boy, because I'm doing the Hiroshima, yeah. Um, well, because he's shocked. Yeah. You yeah, know, because yeah. he wasn't expecting that. Right. Uh, so he's, yeah. he's oh, like, he's... uh, I, or actually goes, I, uh. Come, young man, you can't keep a good time waiting. Hey, hey, whoa! And then you're going to focus on a Yotnum. Saying have fun. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> a Yotnum cracks a grin and walks off scene. Cool. And cut. And, uh, and the madam drags the. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat terrified but willing participant along with her. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. 
For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. I've seen two movies. And I actually, I think I'm going to start with the movie. Now, you've known me for, we're going on 11 years now. And it is very hard for me to, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't insulted. I was offended. And it was just the offense level actually kept me watching. Really? Yes. What was this? It was called God Bless America. Hmm. Who's in it? Just, it was, it was a, like, I think it was a Lion Gate movie, but it was pretty much unknown actors. Yeah. And it, it starts with this man, he's laying in bed, and he's, obviously, he's, he's in the bedroom, and he can hear uh, a baby crying. And they shoot over to the next, you know, next room, and you find out, you know, he's in the apartment, and they have paper-thin walls. Mm-hmm. And he's laying there, and he's talking about his insomnia, and how he don't feel good, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes into this daydream as it were and it, it shoots to him and while he's daydream he grabs a, a shotgun he breaks down next his next door neighbor's door he shoots the husband and he shoots the baby and then he shoots the wife now gee what a nice guy instantly <laughs> after the point of shooting pretty much erupting the baby with the shotgun i was very offended um as a writer and I think you, you're going to agree with this. As a writer, there's things that you just don't cross. Well, you don't need to. You don't need to. He could have shot the crib legs out or something. He didn't have to shoot the kid. Right. And Especially not if he's upset. Was he upset because the baby was making noise? Yeah. Move. Which was interesting because <laughs> when I thought... Get another I, apartment. Well, when, when I was 
watching this and he was talking about, well, they're, they're no good parents and they're just lazy beats and, 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 and I, I was, he doesn't get to be judge and jury. But my, my, my thoughts went to this, and executioner. this screenwriter, whoever's writing this script, yeah. is not a parent. Has never been a parent. Well, even if they were, he's not, he's lazy. Yes. He's a lazy writer. You know, it's too easy <clears throat> to write something like that. So. That's garbage. Anybody so can write garbage. he goes to work. And he's having these head headaches, and and in the process of going to work, he's talking to his ex-wife. Wait a minute. <clears throat> okay. Gap. Yes, there is a gap in the movie. Shot the people. That was a fantasy. Oh, he didn't really shoot them. No. Oh, I thought he really shot. No, them. no, it was a fantasy. He wanted to yeah. shoot them. Well, okay. Let me. After he blows the baby into smithereens and he shoots the wife, it shoots back to him or cuts back to him. Laying in bed, and he's got a big old smile on his face, you know, oh, thinking about okay, that. And then it cuts away to him. He's walking down the street. He's in a suit and tie. Uh, he's talking on the cell phone to his ex-wife, uh, saying that he's demanding to see his daughter, which his daughter is like, I don't want anything to do with your psycho ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now we, we figured out this point that this guy is the main character in the movie. Interesting enough, he's not a protagonist. He's an antagonist. Because you don't you don't like him. I I did not connect with his character at all through the movie. In fact, I'll jump ahead a little bit and to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done, mm-hmm. and I I leaned up to to push stop. Mm-hmm. Is when the movie ended. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. It might have been maybe a little over, maybe 65, 70 minutes total. I think I probably would have pushed it sooner <clears throat> than that, but anyway. So. He's, the, the daughter wants nothing to do with him and he's having these headaches and he's in his office and he's talking about American Idol and how people are stupid because, you know, uh, people are just lazy and that's, you know, they, the only reason why you have shows like American Idol is because you get up there and ridicule the people that can't sing. It's not really based on the people that can sing. And he's going back and forth to the guy sitting behind him at his desk. And during this process, he's getting loud, he's yelling. Well, his supervisor comes out, calls him in the office, and he gets fired just because of cutbacks in the company. So from that point, he's walking back. It cuts away from him being fired to now he's walking back down the street, and he's holding his head, and then all of a sudden it shoots to him sitting in in this older guy. He's got a cell phone. He's cussing. He's talking. He's ranting. and, And there's no coherent dialogue he's just like yeah fuck you yeah yeah fuck him blow him you know and then it cuts to him sitting across the desk room and he's just sitting there looking at him and you're like what what's going on you know i i don't know i don't i you know i can't read the character's mind i i i'm not psychic i I haven't seen the script i have no clue what's going on and so after the guy gets done cussing them out cussing whoever's out on the phone he hangs up and he's like okay um, you have a brain tuber. You're going to die in like six weeks or some shit like that. And he turns the laptop around and shows him this really shitty looking MRI image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, to me, it looked like someone took, you know, a pulled up MRI of the head image on Google, mm-hmm. took a, an eraser, mm-hmm. you know, erased out a, a white spot so it looked like there's a tumor in the head. Well, he said, he figured, well, if he's going to die anyway in the next six weeks, he's just going to go on a killing spree. I have seen this movie. You have. Finally got to a part I recognized 
Is this where he picks up the girl and takes her on the killing yes. spree with it? Yes, I've seen this movie. I have seen this movie. It was weird. It was. I'll give you that. It was weird. I don't remember that I was offended by it, uh, but I don't remember that much about it. Anyhow, I remember the part about he, for whatever his reasons were, he didn't have anything to lose, and then for somehow he picked up the girl because oh she went and blew somebody away, and so and he watched her do it. Right. And so, because she blew away somebody she didn't like, and he watched her do it, and so they hooked up and went on a killing spree. Yeah, yeah. and it was just... That was a weird movie. You're right. And to be honest with you, it just felt like it was a waste of time. I, I just mm-hmm. felt ripped off. I really yeah, did. Yeah, especially as it does progress. I do remember that it was very bloody at the end, and it uh, and most of the... the um, murders that occurred were sort of pointless to they were, whatever they were story there was. There wasn't much of a story anyway. It was, you know, it was... I think maybe, you know, to cut him some slack, the author may have been playing with the idea of, well, if you knew you were going to die, you know, what would you do? Right. And I guess some part of his psyche decided it would be fun to go and kill a bunch of people. Whoever he kills, just because nobody can do anything to him because he's going to die anyhow, which is sort of a fucked way to look at things. You know, if that if that's really something he wants to do, right? And the only thing that's keeping him from doing it is the fact that he's not dying from a brain tumor. Then that's sure somebody I don't want to know too much. I don't know. It was just a messed up idea. Another thing that I think because it came out in 2012. Um, or was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. We're in 2014. Sorry, folks. I still haven't got oh, the transition yeah, year transition either. over yet. Me too yeah. So, and there was a part where him and and the little girl, which that kind of bothered me as well. Yeah, that, that was that, that was the little girl was in her teens. Yes, not a little girl, little to us, but she was. Uh, their their association was questionably appropriate. Right. Um, there was a scene in a movie theater where they get up and they just start blowing people away. Yeah, yeah. And that was obviously shot before the 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 massacre. You know, when right. Batman came right. out, the massacre. Right. And I was looking, and it was released around probably a month or two after the massacre, the yeah. real massacre. Yeah. And I I thought that was such in bad taste. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. It is, and it, and when they actually filmed it, relationship-wise to that situation, I don't know. I don't know how close they came together, but it, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it it was it was something that could have wound up on the cutting room floor. I think the whole thing. No, but and that's what I mean. The whole thing, and nobody would be. Uh, no one could feel slighted. <laughs> I know. I, I agree with you. It was. It was. Uh, Offensive and um, ridiculously unnecessary. I think that was it. Yeah. There, yeah. I well, like. I look for a movie, and I'm sure you do too, or or a book, or a play, or whatever, to convey something. In you know, some to give me something to think about that I haven't ever, and right. this didn't. This just reaffirmed my. Uh, distaste for that, and, and I wouldn't even call that a genre. No, actually, 
at least I would hope it's not a genre. You know, well, yeah, you could say, what do they call that? Um, snuff films. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's real close to a snuff film in 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 terms of what you get out of it. Now, you know. and and let me just throw this out here to the listeners is. I'm not opposed to gratuitous violence. I mean, one oh, of my yeah, me one too. of my favorite movies is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I love Pulp yeah. Fiction, and it's full of it. Fast and Furious, you know, there's lots of <laughs> pounding going on. Inglorious Bastards, which I actually own that one. I don't, but you know, there's there's lots of anyone can think of any movie that they've ever seen that has that in it, and say, well, it, you know, it was it seemed right at the time, but this. <clears throat> didn't it didn't convey anything to me now and it didn't to you no and you and i are very alike in many ways but not necessarily a hundred percent right so you know it would be interesting to to hear uh if any of the uh movie crit critics have critiqued this production it would be interesting to see what they have to say about it maybe, maybe there's something we're missing now, how do I go about this? Again, I was still, I was searching, and I was reading this thing about Kanye, and then it said something about the disciples of Kanye. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you remember the name of his current album? Yeah, I was just going to say that Jesu thing or whatever the hell. Jesus? Uh, yeah. Jesus? Well, the disciples of Kanye have formed a legitimate religion. I don't know if you can peek you, over here. You can do that very easily these days. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, whatever. It is Yeezyanity, the Church of <sighs> Jesus. And at first when I seen this, I'm like, bullshit. I call bullshit. And I certain no, it's 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 real. It probably is. And um I'm here and you can go to yeezyanity.com to investigate this yourself. And spell it for them so they can cuz it's not spelled. Oh, yeezyanity? Uh-huh. It's y e e z i a n i t y.com. There you go. Okay. Okay, and we're currently... For a nominal see. fee, you could probably join. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People people do some of the craziest things. You know, I, people have so much more time on their hands <laughs> than they need most of the time. And, and they, you know, <clears throat> if they would use that time to really help any situation that they could toss their hat out the window and hit, It'd be so much better, but no, let's, I know what, let's form a church for, oh. Oh, but it gets better. We are, we are going to go through this website, boys and girls. We're going to start at the beginning and we're going to go to the end. Why? Because I've already been there. And each little tab is fucking hysterical. So we all start with going to a website. What do we do? We hit the about button because we want to know what it's about, right? If we don't already know, yeah. <clears throat> I really want to know. Get my best narration voice going on. Okay. This is the about section. We are forward-minded group 
who believe that the one who calls himself Jesus is the highest living human being, and he will help help to usher in a new age of humanity. We believe that the days where mankind must trade his labor for money in order to buy things he needs is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they wish. We believe... Only as long as welfare is active. <laughs> yeah. oh, we believe that a new age is beginning where all people will unlock, unlock their creative powers and... <clears throat> competitive struggle for money and power will no longer be necessary. We are called the disciples. <laughs> this is page one, yeah, folks. And, and excuse me, but is okay when they said the first part there. They said, "What was that first sentence or two? Read that back." Again. The very first one. Uh huh. The we are forward we are forward minded group who uh -huh. believes that the one who calls himself Jesus. Okay, is who the, are they referring to? Kanye. Kanye. He calls himself Jesus. Or they, Jesus. And they think Kanye is going to fix it so nobody has to work for a living anymore. Yeah. yeah. What's he going to do? Give everybody his money? <sighs> oh wait, I forgot. We won't need money. Yes. We're just some. How are we going to get the stuff? You know, like they say in the jerk, <laughs> it's not the money, <laughs> it's, it's the, the stuff. stuff. How? <laughs> How how are we going to get the stuff in the house? <laughs> it, yeah, that actually doesn't explain. Oh, wait a minute. That might be where faith comes in. Do yes. we talk about faith in here? Uh, let's see. We are <laughs> called the Yeesciples. Our membership is entirely <laughs> open and non-exclusive. We allow a Yeesciple to become a member of the Yeezyanity as well as any other spiritual practice of their choosing and <clears throat> including some of the best, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, and Taoism. Taoism. Taoism, okay. In fact, we encourage disciples to explore and consider the tendance of any other spiritual ideas they feel to be, or to feel attracted to. <clears throat> well, that way they don't have to do anything. Okay, so that's cool. Now we're going to get the stuff. Yeah. Cut to the chase. I want to know how I'm going to get the stuff before I join. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to get the stuff? Our members. And how are they going to get the IRS off my ass? Yeah, really. You know the IRS <laughs> is just chomping at the bit to find a legal way to tax barterism. You know that. Oh, yes. So this is going to be like a different form of barterism. If if nothing else, it'll be an exchangeism. Okay. Right. The IRS is going to find a way to tax it, and they're not going to settle for a sack of potatoes as payment. I'm no. telling you. <laughs> Sorry, no. It ain't going to happen. They will value it. They will tax it. It says, our numbers are growing by the day. Oh, I'll bet. Let's we see. Will we not... had one yesterday. <laughs> we got two today. I was going to say the next, but the next line says, "We will not disclose their magnitude." No, but, I wouldn't. Either. But chances are, <laughs> they are a magnitude of ten larger than what you would estimate they are. Oh, so there's twelve instead of two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> chances are. To see instructions. <laughs> Oh, to well. to see instructions on how to join Yeezyanity, <laughs> click the instructions here. 
And it's very easy. All you have to do to join Yeezyanity mm-hmm. is hold up a picture that says, I believe in Jesus. <laughs> Take a picture of yourself. Of Kanye. Hmm? A picture of Kanye. No, uh, just something that says, I believe in oh. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. I thought it said a picture. Okay. Yeah. And post it on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And that's how you become a member. Hmm. That is the end of page one. That's the end of the about. That's the end of the about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tab number two, kids, is our savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Okay. It's uh Oh, okay, here we go, folks. <clears throat> His real name is never to be spoken. <laughs> what, lightning going to strike me? <laughs> I can't say Kanye West. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, fuck you. Anyway, <clears throat> go ahead. He is he is known to us only as Jesus. That's such a simple to name in the first place. Couldn't they have gotten something with a little more yeah, meat to it? Jesus? I mean, well, I know they're taking off on his record name or whatever the hell, but I, I right. didn't even think that had a decent name. That no. was kind of fucked up. He must have done that when he was stoned and it sounded good. You know how Probably, I, remember, yeah. you, you remember being stoned. Oh, absolutely. You remember how everything sounded really intelligent? And yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Until you're sober, and you're like, oh. Fuck. When you're straight again, you're like, honest to God, I, I, <laughs> I thought that. Did I fucking really? What the hell was I on? Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Anyway, <clears throat> he has shown us the modern world, the creative potential. Wait of- a minute. He fucking works for a living. He buys shit with with money. What are they talking about? <laughs> What are they on? And why don't they just package it and distribute it for free? Oh, my gosh. Oh, fuck me. All right. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. Uh, Okay, let me get my composure again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this deserves just tons of fucking composure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there. Okay, Okay. here we go. Mm. He has shown the modern world the creative potential of human beings. And he serves as a living model for behavior and ethics. And then, you know how, like, there's a picture of Jesus with the halo? Mm-hmm. Man? This picture of him with the, the halo. Halo on, on his name shall not be spoken. And that's, that's it. It's kind of like purple. Well, I mean, what was the man, the, the, what did they call him for a while? Prince. Oh, Prince. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The one who was called Prince or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Prince, okay? Prince is a very talented guy. I like Prince. Honestly, no. I really do. I think that, that name thing was a little fucked for a while. But he got, I think he sort of saw the... Ramifications? Yeah. Okay. And, that's... and, and in fairness to Kanye, uh-huh. he probably has nothing to do with all this crap he he will not in, in fact there's um <laughs> in one of the news articles about this they've tried to reach him his representative and him and they're, they're, how have they done it if they can't speak <laughs> <laughs> uh is the one whose name shall not be spoken there <laughs> let me see who the fuck would that be <laughs> you know you know <laughs> the one <laughs> 
it's going to make it really complicated uh. <laughs> to do business, uh, churchy business with uh, the one whose name will not be spoken. Oh, that could be anybody. <laughs> Hello. This is the name. This is the man who won't be spoken name in the house. Hello. But no, this, it's fucked up. <laughs> that was the end of our savior tap. Yes, if I was going to say it was we get together each and every week. I'm trying to remember how to say this because it's been a long time since I've We don't have to say it the same way. Oh, sure. Be new. Be different. I have OCD. I know you have OCD, but shake it off. Shake it off. Do it differently. I mean, let's face it. The first time you did it, you hadn't done it before. So what's the difference? That's true. All right. Some fucker (laughs) died, and and he was semi-famous. And we get together, and we talk about, you know. S-F-F. (laughs) <laughs> yes, D. The semi fucker, semi famous fucker death. Okay, here we go. So ends our SFFD section. Of, I like that. I think we should call it the SFFD section of our podcast. Semi famous fucker who died? Yeah, I think it's perfect. <laughs> or maybe croaked. Croaked might be better. Yeah, SFFC. The SFFC department. That sounds official. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. Okay, now we have a new section. Okay, so anyway, um, so we have Gwyneth Paltrow and John Rivers. They get into an argument. Oh. And prepare yourself because there is some really strong, strong language used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what had happened was. Oh, I better close my ears. Yes. Yeah. Because. They, uh, they, it starts with Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers was talking, and, and somehow, you know, they were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. And, and um, Joan Rivers says, well, I really don't care for, for Gwyneth Paltrow because she acts like she has a stick up her rear end. This is quote, unquote. That's, ah. some, that's some fight well, word right there. You know, Joan can slay it. So. Yeah. so then immediately, which was... Interesting enough that it was the exact same day that Gwyneth Paltrow had an interview with another show. I think it was The View or something like that. So, and they were talking about Botox, and her immediate, she just latched on that, and she's like, "Well, I had a bad experience with Botox before because I had it once and I had a reaction and I looked like Joan Rivers." Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. I, I just, uh oh. Oh. Yeah, dirt. Dukes of Flying here. Yeah. Wow. So we we have to. Uh, kind of sit back and, and watch to see what happens next. Okay. Because, you know, I, those I, are just some hardcore All fighting. I know is jo- nobody makes more fun of Joan Rivers and her plastic surgery than Joan Rivers. This is true. And, in fact, she's basically making a living out of it now. It's almost like, uh, what's your face, who's since passed on? Phyllis Dilley. I also yeah. made fun of her looks. And that's her, so. a yeah, that's a generation before me. So, okay, well, she, so is Joan Rivers for that matter, but uh-huh. she's well preserved. So, well, so was Phyllis, actually. Yeah. Let's see yeah. now, here's here. This is something new, kids. Okay, this is actually some. I'm in a new dilemma. We're actually at uh, one hundred. Well, we're at one hour and eight minutes. Yeah. I can talk slower if it helps. I still have. All of that on my list. Wow. So, let's see. Where do I want to go next? Let's go. Pick out the really best parts. Or, 
Screw them all. We've got nowhere to go in all that liquor. Ernie won't be home until 11.15. Been fed me a oh. sandwich earlier, so I'm good. The grocery store closes at 10. <laughs> I haven't eaten so yet. Oh, yeah. You may not yeah. make that, so. Oh. Okay. Oh. So. Wow. Well, we can go tomorrow I'll on your way out. Yeah. We'll, no. we'll, we'll wrap things up here, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next one is with Lindsay Lohan, my dear favorite crack whore oh, head. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Is she still wearing a thing on her foot? Or is she all done with that? Okay. She's done. Okay. No, she, yeah. yeah, you did tell me that last time. Yeah. Uh, what had happened is they say that she finally fell off the wagon. Yes, uh, she was at Coachella last week. She was week. on? Yes, she was sober for like, oh. The Beebs was at Coachella too, because yes. I heard the guy uh, saying, how was Coachella? Yes. Yeah. What yeah. was that? What was going on in Coachella? The music festival. The music festival. festival. Yeah, it's a big thing. And uh, with all the kids. They, they said that. I- I wish I was there. People were, people <laughs> spotted Lindsay uh, barely being able to stand. She was sending her assistants to go get vodka shots for all her and her friends. And. Oh, just get a bottle. Yeah, really. Didn't she have like her own tent or her own trailer or something? No. Yeah. But the worst case, this is worse than actually falling off the wagon because you can always jump back on. You know, sure. you can yeah. have just a bad day. But the bad news for her is the news went to Oprah. Uh-oh. And, and oh, Oprah... Oh, shit. She just talked to Oprah the other day. Oprah is, Oh, see, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oprah runs her reality TV show on her own network. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, Lindsay Lohan, whatever. Oh. Well, okay. Oprah got this the word, and she's like, well, after we finish this season, which is finishing in like the next two weeks, that's it. You lose yeah. your contract. Ooh. So now all those big bucks that Lindsay was making again is gone. This wouldn't be the first time. No. Though no. that Lindsay Lohan has passed up on money and fame due to her addiction problems. So. It, would, it wouldn't be in the... the this week. I was, I was I'm sorry say, I wasn't done. <laughs> I was going to say, it wouldn't be in the, the single digit realm either. No. No. Yeah. She, she's... Um. Uh, She's pissed on that pole many times. So when they they found her and asked her, and they're like, uh, I, I <laughs> and that was her official statement. That that very very good oh, low hand too, by the way. Yeah. Thank, no, thank I like you. that. I, I, I like that. I always oh, picture well. her with a deep masculine voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. well, that's a shame. Sorry about it. Low. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're gonna end out on this. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody... You can always save the rest of those for next week. Yes. You know, every so often people get in in Hollywood, they want to remake something very special. Mm-hmm. So, the Soul Train. Do you remember the Soul oh, Train? Yes. Sure. Uh, what was his name? Mm-hmm. Cornelius? Cornelius. Uh, I don't know. The one I'm thinking of is the Soul Train. I'm thinking of what was the Disco Fever? Oh, not not to sorry. not to sidetrack you, God forbid. Uh, no but uh, yeah, no, I Soul Train. I didn't watch that much. Oh, I lied. There is one more that I have to I have to cover tonight. Okay, okay. Because right. okay. and in fact, I'm going to use that as the closer. Okay. But anyway, so what's happening is they're going to reboot Soul Train for network for Broadway for Broadway. Yes. How? Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius. I knew it was Cornelius. Don Cornelius. 
I even know. The one I'm thinking of, Don Krishner. Remember Don Krishner's rock concert on like at midnight on Saturday nights after Saturday Night Live. They had Don Kirshner, that was it, my bad. Don Kirshner's rock concert. Same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Soul Train on yes. Broadway. On Broadway. I, Don I yes. think. No, see, yeah, and Don Kirshner was there. So. Okay. so, what's going on is they're. Uh, the first thing's first. They had to figure out. Nobody peeking at the screen because the answer is on the screen. Okay, I can't see if that's well anyway. Neither can Bob. They, nah. they had to find out who owned Soul Train. Now, you would think mm-hmm. it was Don Cornelius because he ran it for like 30-something years. They, and it was his. He was his creation. I have a guess already, but go ahead. Finish your thought. So, they they go to his estate and they're like, no, you know, I said that off years ago, right? So, they're doing the research to find out who owns the rights to Soul Train. Who do you think it is? I think, and this is a complete stab in the dark just based on the time period and everything, that is Chuck Barris. What do you think, Sadie? Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, I was this close! <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, one of those random, hey, I think I'm going to buy that moment. Sure, sure. Wow. Probably grew up Magic, watching it. Magic Johnson owns Soul Train, so they... Amazing. It was probably on sale. Yes, they so. obtained the rights to... Uh, uh, on eBay uh, or what? I, yeah, can, I'm sure you can. <laughs> And so now they are in uh, pre-production to bring Soul Train to Broadway. Uh, I don't yeah, know how it's That's what work. I was just going to ask. How do you, what do you do? But, I mean, they can, basically, you got an open format. You can write anything you'd like. You could make any storyline that you wish. Yeah, that's kind of like. Um, just have a lot of colorfully dressed hairspray. people dancing. Like hairspray on steroids. <clears throat> or, sure. or living with the Cardassians. Oh. That's just like... Is that going to be a Broadway play, too? Well, if, if, God uh, forbid. <laughs> and speaking, God. speaking of the Cardassians, we're going to close out on this one. Must we? Yes. <laughs> I hate the Cardassians. Uh, oh, well. This gentleman, his oh, name yeah. is Michael, or Mike, a mess. Yeah, and appropriate. Mike a mess? Mike a mess. And uh. he has an interesting diagnosis problem and that is the only time that he hears or sees any of the Cardassians he physically gets ill and throws up this is not a joke he literally becomes nauseated and he throws up now if we back up that would be a gut reaction here comes the, the interesting okay here, because I've already looked into it. I was like, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's bullshit. So I actually went to like WebMD, typed in, can this actually happen? Yes, it can happen. Yes. Uh, Mr. What's his name? Ames. Mike Ames. <laughs> um, he's very young. And during the process of him being in high school, this was uh, the years of sexuality. He was trying to figure out if he was straight or gay. And he was in denial. Hence the last name. <laughs> and he was in denial that he was gay. He said he was straight. And then this was during the time of the Kim Kardashian porn tape release. Okay. And he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll get something out of this. Well, he goes and he watches the Kim Kardashian sex tape. And he said it, it 
physically made him ill. And not just her now, but any of the Cardassians. He sees or hears the Cardassians. He chucks. I, wow. Here's a picture of him. That's Mr. Ames? Mm-hmm. Oh, you found him? Yeah, this he is. He looks to be in the business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. It looks to me like what he is... could look at the wall and throw up. But I could. He's, <laughs> he, but he looks to be in the biz, as they say. Mm-hmm. Love the hair. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, I actually, and I, I, I go there slowly because I don't remember this, the particulars, but I have heard of somebody else having this affliction with another celebrity. And they weren't able to hear that person's voice without uh, having seizures of some kind or another. Really? Yes. There he is. Yes, there he is. truly. But uh, what it makes me think of instantly is Seinfeld and Kramer, who couldn't uh, watch a commercial on TV without having seizures of some kind or another. Well, see, Kanye West, and his response to this was like, that's fine, just don't talk to my wife, don't talk to my friends, don't talk to anybody, don't talk to yourselves. <laughs> that's, that's Kanye's response to everything. Sure. sure. All right. Well, I, I sincerely want to thank you for coming in. This was a very fun episode. Sure. I enjoyed it very, very much. I did. It was. So, I did good producing it, huh? Yes. yes. <laughs> Produced by. Do you get credit? Yes, you, get pro- you get producer credit. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Co produced. Yeah, well. So for the. Okay, I want before we get into the show, I, I've got to talk about some things. Um, everybody knows that I've released a book because I've been talking about right, it for like right. two weeks straight. Right. If you go to um, the Jaisal Modcast, no, you know what? Fuck that. Go to my website, not okay. my website, but my webpage on Twitter. I'm going to post the code. Okay, and this is for all you cheap bastards. <laughs> Okay, that don't want to spend nine ninety five for a book, cheap motherfuckers. Go and you'll get a, a code. Okay, right. Go to Create Space because they're offering this offer right now. Right. And you can get it, the book. Enter the code, and it's. You know what? Fuck that. Hold on. <laughs> so this is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. I'm only gonna repeat this once. If you don't get it. Rewind it and write it down. Okay, okay it's it's going to be there permanently, so you can okay. catch it as many times as you want. Right. If you go to Create Space, click that you want to buy my book. Buy that piece of shit. Okay, go to checkout. When it checks out, it's going to ask you to enter a code. You enter the code in like Nancy V like Victor Y like Yowza four five <laughs> like four five P like P. <laughs> w. Yeah, wow. And eight. Eight like ocho. Yes. <laughs> so if you go and you enter that, and it's, it, let me just give it straight through. N-V-Y-4-5-P-W-8. Okay? okay? You get $3 off my book. Which is called? What? The book. Oh, it's a dark ride. There you I'm go. I'm sorry. Oh, well. And... 
So that means I get a three dollar cut in my cut, or you know, in, in my your... my royalty. Right. But you know what, you some bitches, go buy my book. Yeah. I don't ask for much. We yeah. give you a free podcast. Yeah. We give you a free podcast network. Yeah. Seven motherfucking days a week, we give you something for free. Yeah. Help us out. Yeah. And while you're there, you cheap sons of bitches, <laughs> go buy Sadie's book. I'm going to send you real names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your yeah book, buy my book. Buy my book. And your book is? Uh, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. All right. I'm done renting. For that, on that, on that, okay. On that just, subject, just done. to let you know, this is what kind of mood I'm in, kids. He's wound up. Okay, each and every week we get together and find out what you, the listeners, have to say, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, and we call this the email brown bag specials. What do you got? Well, last week we got uh, an email from Aaron Hernandez in Barquisimeto, Venezuela. Yes, I remember okay? that. And mm-hmm. he said. Um, that he wants to know, I'm cutting through the body of his email down to the question. I have a question. Why is it that iTunes here in Venezuela is just now releasing number 47 when it drops on Sunday everywhere else? Just curious. Right. And uh, last week on our show, you issued a, a request to our listeners. You said, stop right now, put on pause, and email us and let us know what day the show drops where you walk. Okay, I remember that, yes. Okay, so we have received an email from Rick Pyle in Essex, England. Wow. And he says... I should uh, go, what one? Yeah. Uh, Regarding episode 48, he goes, Hi guys, I got to the part in the show where Dave asked us to push pause and let you know when we got the episode, so I did. Well, here in the UK, it drops on Sundays. Oh, and I listen to you guys on iTunes. Have a great week. Okay. So there you go. So yeah. England gets it the same day. On Sunday. Okay. Okay. Then we have an email from Paul White, Blue Mountains, Australia. And he what, says... Blue, what? Blue Mountains, Australia. I've never heard of that. I mean, neither. But okay. I'm sure the people of Blue Mountains are resentment now that we admit to never. We got to get a map and start putting little dots on it. I yes. want to get a map, a world map. Seriously, I that'd think be awesome. Be so cool. Um, anyhow, regarding episode 48, uh, I get my podcast every Sunday here in Australia, mates. <laughs> uh, great show so far. So there you go. And who is that, that from? That is from Paul White. Okay. Blue Mountains of Strip. Okay. Then. Good day, Mark. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Um, Mark Stark. Oh, no. That. Okay. Well. Okay. Mark Stark. Oh, yeah. Mark Stark. Okay. From Texarkana. Remember? We yeah. also had an email from him before. Well, yeah. he emailed us and he said. Oh, he emailed us again. Yeah. He okay. said, hi, it's me again. It's, I get your podcast on Sundays via iTunes. Okay. Getting back to the show. Mark. So, we got, oh, one more. Okay. We got uh, one from Alexander uh, in the Philippines. Okay. And he says, great episode. Only been listening three shows now. Sadie S. Burbank is very entertaining. I I don't want to read this. What? Don't care too much for (laughs) Dave. 
Um, you don't care for me? Apparently not. Don't care much. Oh, don't, don't hurt my feelings. Go ahead and read it. Don't care for David much, though. I am a big Bieber fan. And think and why he the is, fuck are you listening? And think he is misunderstood by his talent. I think he means about his talent. To your request, I just got episode today here in Philippines. Uh, and this was sent on the 17th that's, of June. That's today. 17 today. 17 today. So he just gets it on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. Because he says, I just got the episode today here in the Philippines. So Venezuela and the Philippines are getting delays. Now, I asked Ernie, I said, do you think that could be governmental in any way? You know, like control or interference or something. And he said, yeah, it sure could be. You know, you're talking basically third world controls. That makes sense. Yeah. And, but for what reason, nobody knows. But then you were saying that in Canada, we have friends up there and listeners up there. Yes. Who um, have, there are apparently very strict controls over the amount of time they can use the internet. Right. Which is just absolutely appalling to me. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? They are, what is that? They are allowed <laughs> so much bandwidth per day it's it's not so much like you can get on there and surf the web and be on facebook all day long and that won't hurt your bandwidth because it's very little bandwidth but if you get on there and listen to like podcasts or watch movies that sucks up bandwidth so that's but yeah it is regulated but but, but i don't understand the motive uh behind it i Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't get the mode. I'm looking for a Kleenex because oh. I have to blow my nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking away from the mic while I'm doing it, and that's what David is signaling me. So quit looking away from the mic. Okay, I found the tissue. I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get what the motive would be. Uh, to me, the internet. I, I don't understand why the government cares how much download time you have on the internet. I don't know. To me, I don't, you I know, don't get it. And how do they regulate it anyway? By bandwidth. Everybody has a meter of how much bandwidth. If you look on your bill, it tells you how much bandwidth you use in a monthly period. So there's like a bandwidth store or something, and they go. So you used yours up. I don't. I don't know. I, see, my basic problem, obviously, is that We're I American. don't understand. Yeah, well, that too. But I don't understand the the whole um, mechanical logistics of the internet to start with. Right. So that that's a problem. And you're all that do. You're going. Oh, forget it. Go back and cook something, or knit something, or. or <laughs> Or write something, right. or do something else, because this is out of your area of expertise, and it so is. And I get that. You know, that's okay. But at the at the same time, there's got to be some kind of motive. They've got. It's all. You know me. I always say, it's always the bottom line. Right. Always. I don't care what's involved. It always comes down to the motive is the bottom line. Right. So what? Wouldn't you think the government could make more money in a way? Yeah. All right, kids. I hope you enjoyed that. 
Uh, come back next week. We'll be back in our regular format. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of celebrities to bash. Oh, I'm sure we will. Hopefully not too many of them have died in the meantime. Well, I, I try to keep it down to a minimum. Yeah, um, like that. But, you know, <laughs> now we're starting year two. Yes. Wow. So, for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. And to everybody that has listened to us for the last year. Thank you. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you. Hopefully we'll bring more entertaining content for year two. And email us, Twitter, 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 twi- tweet, <laughs> tweet us. Tweet us, yes, you And guess. let us know what you think. And like us on Facebook and all that other horse shit. Yes. Yeah. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Yeah. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S. Sadie Burbank Podcast. Or S. Sadie Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.